Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Morning Wealth. If you like what you're hearing and you find it useful, do hit the subscribe button or leave a comment or feedback on any of the platforms that you're using to listen to this podcast. Three things that you can look to hear in today's episode. Lowest mortgage rate since 1971. Greatest trick that the Fed has pulled and comments from the post NPC from China. Wall Street's main indexes gave back early gains on Thursday to end in negative territory with the S&P 500 snapping its three-day winning streak after President Trump announced that he would be giving a news conference Friday regarding disputes with China. The announcement came after China's Congress approved a national security bill for Hong Kong, prompting concerns of escalating conflicts. The Labor Department said today that another 2.1 million American Americans filed for jobless benefits last week, surpassing the estimate of about 2.05 million. Still, continuous claims plunged by nearly 4 million to book its first decline since the coronavirus outbreak. So that was a bit of a positive in terms of the jobless data. The rally in the shares of technology companies has paused in recent days having powered much of the recovery in the U.S. stocks since March. They could come under further pressure from an executive order that Mr. Trump signed on Thursday. The order seeks to limit the broad legal protection that federal law currently provides social media and other online platforms. While states and cities have been moving ahead with plans to let businesses reopen, fueling hopes that the economy has turned the corner, Fresh data showed the U.S. gross GDP fell at 5% rate in the first quarter, slightly steeper than the initial estimated and the largest quarterly rate of decline since the last recession. Treasuries in the, in the meantime paired some losses with the 10-year yields up less than one basis point. The dollar fell against every G10 counterpart except for the loonie. Oil and gold advanced. Asian equity futures are pretty much mixed. The US housing market is reeling though. Home sales slumped to a record in April falling 21.8% to a level of 69. The monthly decline was the largest since 2010. On a related note, mortgage rates hit an all-time low. The average for the 30-year fixed rate loan was 3.15% down from 3.24% last week and the lowest in Freddie Mac's data going back to 1971. China's economy can grow this year if key tasks set out by the government are achieved, including ensuring employment and people's livelihood. This is what Mr. Li Keqiang said. Beijing can take further action if the situation deteriorates. The Premier also used his post-NPC press conference to set a consolatory tone towards the US, calling for mutual respect and saying decoupling could harm the world. China's PMIs will indicate how much of its economic rebound has been constrained by weak demand. Official readings are due on Sunday and may show services outperforming manufacturing as travel and dining, uh, dining out has improved. Moving on to equities. Cisco is in advanced stocks to buy 1000 eyes. Silicon Valley can't get away from India. Google is now considering buying a 5% stake in the struggling Vodafone idea. 
uh, a deal would follow Facebook's recent 5.7 billion investment in Reliance's Geo platforms. Earnings roundup. Salesforce fell in late trading after cutting its full year forecasts and giving quarterly guidance that missed estimates. Dell's revenue and profits were better than projected on greater sales of PCs to businesses with employees working from home. Dollar Tree temporarily suspended buybacks and withdrew its guidance, but comparable sales smashed estimates up about 21.7% in the first quarter. <clears throat> Moving on to fixed income. A wonderful piece written by Cameron Rice, who is a macro strategist at Bloomberg. He says that you could probably argue that the greatest trick that the Fed ever pulled was convincing the market that its corporate bond buying program existed. To date, the corporate credit facility has purchased a paltry 1.8 billion worth of assets. Yet, even the promise of Fed intervention into credit markets has had a remarkable effect. Second market, secondary market liquidity is nearly back to the pre-COVID levels with both investment grade and high yield. What makes all of this more remarkable is the tsunami of issuances that corporations have unleashed upon the market. So thus far in 2020, US firms have issued 1.22 trillion of investment grade and high yield securities. That's some 400 billion more than the previous record through late May. The entirety of this excess issuance dates from the Fed's announcement of its corporate credit facility on March 23rd. And that was the exact date when the, the low on the S&P 500 was formed as well. Moving on to Forex, Euro took out 1050 before London closed, despite slightly disappointing Eurozone confidence numbers. This marked the third straight day of strength for the single currency, but the European Central Bank is expected to increase bond purchases next week and issue some grim forecasts. So it remains to be seen if the rally can continue. Sterling also traded higher, shrugging off some dovish comments from Bank of England member. On Friday, aside from the Canadian GDP and Euro Eurozone inflation data, revisions to the Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index will be released along with US personal income and personal spending numbers. That's your market update. Stay safe and healthy everyone and have a wonderful weekend.